welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T! Did, did we do it right? Uh, <laughs> it's new. It's still new. <laughs> and foreign. Uh, it, it is a little foreign. It's just a little foreign. Like this bit. accent I'm affecting. <laughs> well, we can't help it. We can't help it. Um, okay. Episode 2. We are in it to win it. Episode 602. Titled teased the amazon prime spoilie is simon blows the whistle on a classmate who threatens to shoot another student damn that's really quick it is quick that's quick to say like in a spoilie i'm okay but it's also pretty much like that happens within the first five minutes you're right except that it's not the student Um, he's whistleblowing on It's it's like a misdirect because the shooting thing gets mentioned in the cold open you're right. But it's not till, like, the middle of the, middle of the episode when fucking Mick, or whatever yeah. his stupid name is, yeah. fucking calls Simon. Okay, we'll get into it. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, so, this episode is interesting, yeah. as far as second episodes go. This e- Okay, let's talk about this. This is going to be 9-11 watch, okay, until they talk about it. I know, I'm waiting for it so at this point. So, this episode was aired in October of 2011. Still, though, I'm willing to bet they filmed it and it was in the can before 9-11. Just timing-wise. Right. I would imagine they filmed it either late August or, like, early September. Like, early enough to, like, be pre-9-11, you know? Like, if I had to bet, I would say that episode three might have to address it as a world event. Okay, excuse me for my... I, I God, I don't know, maybe insensitivity here? I don't know. But, like, when was Columbine? Oh, right. I, I looked that up. Um, it was on 420 of 99. Nine, I, th- I thought, like, 97. I remember or 420, but I couldn't remember it what year. It might have been 2000. Either way, I remember what, what, when I looked up the date of Columbine, I was like, oh, it's significantly before this episode. Yeah. But this episode is clearly a response to Columbine. Yeah. Like, clearly... It feels late because if it happened in ninety nine, which I mm-hmm. think it did, this is like no, it's two, definitely late. Two and a half years later, like definitely late, but certainly, you know, I mean, still a worthwhile topic. I think to talk oh, about, yeah, you know, bullying is still around. It will always be around, no matter how old or how young you are. It is there. Okay, you fucking hit the nail on the head there, though, because here's what they don't call it in this episode: bullying. Yeah, they don't call it that. They call it teasing. Mm-hmm. This and the title is teased. And there's even this awkward moment when Mick is talking to Simon where he's like, what did you call it? Oh, teasing. As if teasing is like this like weird new word or something. Yeah. Like, it's a very pointed choice to use teasing instead of bullying. And you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. I know. I, I know I'm not making that up. Like, I think yeah. it's definitely a pointed choice. That they went the teasing route. I mean, look, I'm going to put myself out there because I really don't care about this. But I, I've been, I know I've been bullied and I know I've been quote unquote teased. Mm-hmm. I know it's happened. Um, oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that there was one time in my, I guess, I, it was in high school. It was the one time that I actually, I actually stood up for someone else when they were teasing some guy in our class and I, and I just stopped him in the middle of his teasing or bullying. I said, dude, what are you doing? 
I said, can you just sit down and shut up? And then he, and he was shocked. I said, what are you getting out of talking shit to him or bullying him? Mm -hmm. I said, what, do you feel better about yourself? I said, don't you understand what you're doing to this person? You're making them feel bad about themselves. I said, I said, that's not a nice or kind thing to do. And it was, it wasn't anything like, uh, I wasn't talking shit. I, I, well, not talking shit, but I guess you can say I wasn't demeaning him, calling him names. What I said was, imagine how you would feel if you did this. Right. And I did say to, like, that. Hold up a mirror to him. Yeah. And be like, look at what you're doing. I said, and I said, do you feel good about yourself? I said, because trust me, I wouldn't feel good about myself if I had done this to someone else. There is guilt. Yeah. I said, so what is it like? Why? Leave him alone. He didn't do anything. He didn't invite it. He's not saying anything because he doesn't want to cause problems. But yet you're continuing this bullshit. Yeah. So enough. I mean, and that's that's so great that you did that because I think I think that's actually the central message of this episode is that like the cycle of teasing or bullying yeah. or whatever you want to call it, that, that cycle won't end until somebody like yourself, like a student who's in the thick of it or whatever, stands up and goes, no more, dude. Yeah. No fucking more. Stop it. Um, I kind of want to save some of that stuff for the end. Like, let's let's talk about s- some of the other lighter storylines. Oh, yeah, like Mary? Address them. We can talk about Mary, we can talk about Ruthie and Robbie and Lucy and all of their drama. Mm-hmm. And then we'll save sort of Simon's big deal. Yeah. And, and then, oh, we also, we also have to talk, talk, talk about um, Morgan Fairchild's appearance in this episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was trying to do the math of the timing. I'm pretty sure, so this was early 01, and I'm pretty sure that this was the season of Friends when Morgan Fairchild um, is on screen with Kathleen Turner as Chandler's parents. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> and so in my mind, I was trying to like find the like the the parallels of yes. like on Friends. She's this like sex pot, like tits are out, like whatever. And on this show, she's like not that. <laughs> she was awesome though. She was really good in this episode. I yeah. was like, I was pleasantly surprised by her. Bird. Bird. Merle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but wait, I have I have a random question for you. Did you course. recognize who um, Mick was? No. Was I supposed to? No, I mean, you don't have to. I guess um, it's America Ferrera's, like, indie film. I, I think I want to say it's Real maybe... Real Women Have Curves. Yeah. He was in that, yes. He was in that. But have you seen that movie? No. I think you might enjoy it, so I would say watch it. Okay. I think you Add might. Add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the never-ending list. Of movies Lady J hasn't seen. Um, okay, so first things first, right out the gate, Ruthie has broken her pinky, it seems. It feels it's like right. it's real life. I feel yeah, like I think it's Rosman real life. broke her real finger, yeah. and like, so they just sort of incorporated it. As you know, like probably horseback character. riding. Probably, if we're being <laughs> serious about it. Um, and she's sneaking around looking for cookies that apparently are Robbie's, mm-hmm. and Robbie catches her. And decides to give her a nickname. Aha! I knew you were the one sneaking my cookies. Did you know you're bad at hiding your cookies? No, but who knew you could get up there with a broken finger? You'd think an injury would slow you down. You'd think, but I can't help myself. I love a challenge. You love to sneak cookies. I think I'm going to call you Snooky from now on. 
I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I heard Snooki, I'm like, is that how this shit was born? I'm telling you. I mean, this definitely predates Jersey Shore. I never watched Jersey Shore, but I know the names of them. But uh, yeah, names of them. That sounds rude. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, you know, the role that they were playing on that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is the first instance of Snooki on television. <laughs> um, like, and then when you think about it, like, that shit ain't, it's not original at all. Like, it's just like when Seventh Heaven has created yeah, your nickname. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. ridiculous. What I, so the thing to, to talk about, though, with this whole Snooki thing is that Ruthie loves it. Ruthie's all about this nickname. She owns it. She starts referring to herself as Snooky. Yeah. She she really appreciates the nickname of it all. She yeah. says like she's always wanted a nickname. It's great. I love it. Whatever. And she can appreciate that Robbie is that 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 the giving of this nickname by Robbie to her is not a mean thing or like a negative thing. It's just him. Yeah. You know, teasing her, giving her a nickname, kind of thing. She, long story short, she loves it. She's she's all about the Snooky life. Yep. And Lucy takes that away from her. Lucy yeah. is obviously going through some shit. She still hasn't told anybody what were the circumstances that led her to leaving New York and coming back home. I mean. Yeah. And she's just being petty about it. She's being petty about it because of. Ruthie calling her Lady Liberty. Well, right, because Ruthie gets on this whole kick of like, we should all have nicknames, and like, what's your nickname gonna be, Ruthie, uh, Lucy? And maybe we should call you Lady Liberty because you got your liberty in New York or whatever, like, yeah. you know, you're free of your engagement or whatever. And Lucy's just not having it. And again, it's hard for the audience for us, the audience, to sympathize with Lucy, I think. I think so, too. Because we don't know the circumstances yet. So we just see Lucy being kind of snarky and mean. And she, like, legit makes Ruthie cry. I don't think I've ever seen Ruthie cry. I don't think I've ever seen Ruthie cry, like you said. But again, even whenever we find out why Lucy left or whatever the shit... Yeah, it doesn't warrant how she treated Ruthie. No, exactly, because Lucy knows better. Yeah. If anything, Lucy's more kind than Mary has ever been. How many times has Mary thrown her shit in, in someone else's Constantly. face? Exactly. Constantly. Lucy knows better. Yeah. She's it's very always- mean. I want to play the clip of how that all goes down. Come on, tell Snooky your deep, dark secrets. It'll help you sleep. Quit calling yourself Snooky. I hate that. You hate that I refer to myself in the third person? Or you hate that I have a nickname and you don't? What, I offended you, Lady Liberty? Oh, shut up. Hey, that wasn't very nice. Well, you're not very nice. Well, I just want to know what happened. The way you sneak around, I'm surprised you haven't been able to sneak the information, Sneaky. Yeah, that's what your name should be. Sneaky, not Snooky, Sneaky. I'm not Sneaky. Yes, you are, and I think that Robbie was trying to tell you in a nice way. Snooky's a nice name. He wasn't criticizing me, he was teasing me. Yeah, but why was he teasing you? Maybe he was trying to point something out to you. Good night, sneaky. It's terrible. But, 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 (sighs) again, I'm not coming to her defense because mean is mean. But I will say, when you're pissed at life, when you're down, you are not the nicest person, right? Even, even to, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're down, you're down. Like, you're, you, you... 
what's the word? You have no tolerance. That's the best way to put it. No, listen, I get it. Like, I've been Lucy in this scenario so many times. I, to, I can't even yeah, count. Like, of I course. I, I think we've all been Lucy at this point. We've all done this. For sure. I just, my, my point is, like, I think it's so crazy because, like, I mean, Ruthie doesn't cry. Ruthie yeah, has true. made it a point, yeah. in, and we've seen it, where she, she just lets shit rolls off, roll off her back because she doesn't internalize things the way, say, a Lucy does, yeah. you know, or a Simon yeah. does or whatever. She's just not that kind. And she's really internalizing these words that Lucy is saying to her. Yeah. And if I'm Lucy and I look at Ruthie and then she's fucking in tears over what I just said, I... If I was if I was Lucy, my anger would wash away in that moment, yeah, that's and I true. would try to be a good sister because because I'm seeing that Ruthie can't take this. Yeah, Ruthie can take a lot of shit, but she can't take this level of meanness right now. Yeah, so just drop it, Lucy. Just drop it. Yep. Mm. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. No, you, not, you know, I'm not discounting. Lucy's feelings and emotions because clearly she's going through some shit right now. But no, you have but a point hard. there. It's, it's hard for me to sympathize with her or empathize with Lucy because because at this point we still don't even know what's going on with her. But it's not warranted so, to be, like for that shit to be thrown on someone else, mm, especially like eleven or tw- whatever how she's old she 11. is, a teen, whatever, yeah. a, or preteen, pre no, excuse me, prepubescent. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So, again, why throw it on this little one? Yeah. It's just, it sucks. It sucks. That's it. But they get to make up. So, Lucy, so Ruthie then turns on Robbie, sort of, unfortunately. She does. Gives gives him the silent treatment because, again, she's now internalized what what Lucy has said to her. Mm -hmm. So, she's taking it like, oh, my God, like, Robbie hates me, like, I'm the worst, I'm too sneaky and shit, right? So so she's, like, not talking to Robbie, refuses <laughs> to engage or whatever. But then they eventually make up, and it's a really sweet scene, and it's sort of like a mea culpa and, like, a makeup across all three of these guys, like, Lucy, Ruthie, and Robbie sort of, like, all coming together. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're sneaky. I think you're cute. And I think Snooky suits you. And... I like the sound of it, even if you never sneak the cookie. And I like having my own special name for you, because you and I, we have a special relationship. I never had a little sister. I think you're great. Why did I ever listen to that idiot? (laughs) Hi. Oops. I guess I deserve to be called an idiot. I was so wrong to hurt your feelings like that. (sighs) I know how much Robbie loves you. And, well... We're all a little sneaky around here. In a family of seven children, it happens. <laughs> it's it's sweet, I guess. I guess, but you know... Wh- I, sorry, I just... I, I, I will say this much. I hate name-calling. I hate calling someone an idiot or stupid or yeah. this. Like, I get... I've mentioned this before. I hate the... I can say, like, something is stupid, but I don't like calling someone stupid or an idiot or... what. In general, I just don't like name-calling. And, and that's twice in two episodes that Lucy's been called an idiot. <laughs> thank you. Like, I just... Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe I... Not maybe. I am sensitive to those things. I don't like that. But listen, that's, I think, the point. It, 
the show, I think, is subtly in in to, to its credit for the first time subtly highlighting to us the audience that these types of transgressions be it name calling or teasing or whatever like are not to be taken lightly or let let me rephrase that if you are the teaser if you are the name caller like to to take a second and to be outside of yourself and to look at what you're doing and saying yeah and to and to to have the buck stop at you you know what mm-hmm. i mean like like have it stop right there yeah before you say it before you think it whatever it it's it's actually a really well executed episode if you take it as a whole i yeah. think it's, in true seventh heaven fashion multiple storylines all sort of feeding the same theme mm-hmm. and driving one narrative or whatever um, we see it with even the Mary storyline, kind of, <laughs> in a different way, but uh, yeah. kind of, you know, we here we have a Mary who's decided she's going to be a firefighter. She accidentally sets fire to the colonel's house, and a bunch of firefighters come, and now she's faced with a scenario where she has to go on an interview yeah. to be a firefighter. With the same people that have just been at her house because she set a fire. And Wilson is trying to get her, like, out of her own head about it. Yeah. And telling her, like, you know, you should probably try to have a sense of humor about this because you're going into a profession that's mostly male-dominated. And you're going to probably be the only woman in your in your yeah. um, firehouse or whatever. And not to mention that you just set fire to your house and all these things. And so he's trying to get her to put herself in a mindset of like, of like moving past it and like making light of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. We do get this hilarious montage (laughs) of Mary practicing her interview skills. Hi, Mary Camden, pyromaniac. Perhaps we met in my recent fire. Hi, I'm Mary Camden. We know I can start fires. Now I want to put them out, too. (laughs) Hello, Mary Camden. Pleased to meet you. Do you smell something burning? (laughs) 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 Fucking Mary. It's the greatest. It's so funny. But I will recommend for anybody, like, go to your fire station. Go visit them and ask them for a tour. They are... it's just fun. Well, because they're fucking bored, probably. <laughs> probably they're bored, but it's fun. And although in recent LA history, they were not no, bored at all. Definitely no, definitely not in LA. Uh, I mean, not quick shout out to all the firefighters, uh, not just the Los Angeles ones, but from all over California that have come to help the state and of California and all those even like everybody coming in outside of California. That's what I'm like man, yeah, it's just I mean, big ups, big um, thank yous to every single person who has has helped contain and end all the fires that plagued LA for the last several weeks just Man, thank just, you and it, and yeah. if any listeners like are close are related or know anybody particularly please pass on our um deepest thanks and gratitude i will say anyway. even like at the end of 2017 like whenever we got the fires uh around labor day at some point i remember i was getting the tweets and i was even getting the um 
basically just the warnings at some point i i just kept like you know updating and updating mm-hmm. they said we have enough water guys thank you like like, <laughs> they, like at some point like people dropped off so much like you know what whatever nutrition water all, all that stuff yeah. you know to it's them so and they're like guys we have enough That's thank so you funny. and i love that and you know again but the labor day fires were nothing compared to the fires of these last oh. the last few weeks of the year that yeah. just just literally ravaged the Southland. And, <laughs> like, and a rain. And this rain oh that came God. through. And the mudslides and people died. As of this recording, people have I know. died in mudslides. I know. It's Thoughts and prayers to those families. Terrible. Sorry. It's just terrible. I don't want to derail our narrative track of this podcast, but I just, I, I don't know. It's, t- it's, it's been quite a few weeks in Southern California. Again, they're just awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. We appreciate you. Love and best wishes to everybody affected. Um, So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about. Can we just talk about how Mary's room turned into a shithole? Like, you know, because of the fire. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Like, her fucking windows are broken. She's got a crate that her phone is on. Oh, the show is so good. The show's so good at making it like, oh, remember that little fire that we saw by the curtain? This is what happened. Her entire room is a shambles. I can only imagine what the rest of the house looks like. Oh, so funny. Why didn't we see the colonel going, Mary? (laughs) Now you know we didn't. Oh my gosh. Um, So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Morgan Fairchild Bird's storyline and then we can get into the whole Simon of it all yeah um so Bird is an old high school friend of Eric's um Annie gets to exhibit a little bit of like jealousy (laughs) over her a little bit which is cute especially given all of the her menopause hormonal shit that's been going on with her Mm -hmm. um I mean, they really played that up, obviously, in the last episode. But in this episode, it's kind of, like, even more heightened. Like, just her complete, like, hormonal, like, imbalance. Like, she'll go from hysterical tears to to complete just, like, seriousness or laughter. Or, I mean, she's all over the place. Yeah. And and Catherine Hicks, once again, fucking crushing it. She's nailing it on all fronts. She's phenomenal. Yeah. What a joy to watch. What, what was um, what was the other girl that was trying to get with Eric in last season? Serena? Serena? Yeah, yeah, Serena. Um, I will say, yes, it was fun to see Catherine Hicks, you know, getting jealous. But I love that Bird or Meryl, what, who cares? Bird. I'm going to stick to Bird because <laughs> that's what she bird. wants. Um, the original Lady Bird, if exactly. you will. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like that she wasn't, you know, Sharon, Cheryl, whatever. Yeah, oh, Serena. It wasn't, it wasn't about her. It wasn't about her sexuality. It wasn't even I, about that. All and I, God, I loved her for it more. Uh, so basically, what it comes down to is we find out that Bird has come, like reintroduced herself into Eric's life. Yeah, because um, her entire life growing up, her brother had a club foot, and mind you, her dad did too. Apparently, it's hereditary or genetic mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and. Her dad incessantly teased her brother, Ben, about his club foot. Yeah. Out of coming from a place of like, well, if I tease him about it, then he'll, he'll, get he'll over learn it. to get over it. So it won't like bother him if other yeah. people tease him about it kind of thing. But his constant teasing like fucked up Ben, like yeah. fucked up 
her brother to the point where when Ben's son was born with the same condition yeah. and the dad like made a comment or whatever he said about it like Ben upped and fucking left town and Merle has never heard from him again mm-hmm. Bird has never heard from him again and now her dad's dead she doesn't have a relationship with her brother yeah. she has no family and she finds herself angry and pissed and unable to come to a place of forgiveness and and letting go. Mm-hmm. So she's come to Eric to try to see if he can help her get there. Yeah. And Eric gives maybe the best speech he's ever it given. It is by far the best speech Eric has ever given. I'm listening to him and I'm just like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. Let's play the clip. What I want is some help in forgiving my father for the way he treated men and for driving him away. But I'm having a real problem with that. Well, forgiveness is, uh, it's a funny thing. When we say we forgive someone, it it feels as if we have the power to forgive, but it's, uh, it's God who has the power. So as a first step, I would say, turn it over. Let God forgive him. You don't have to. It might not be in your power to forgive, but it is in your power to to let it go and move on. Keep trying to find your brother. Focus on that. You can't imagine what a relief that would be if I didn't feel that I need to forgive my father. But how, how do I just forget what he did? You mean how can you forget about trying to judge him? That is what I've been doing, isn't it? Judging him. I imagine the difference it would make if each of us would stop judging the other. that last line um it's it's so phenomenal i love that he equates what what bird is feeling yeah not to the fact that she can't forgive but to the fact that she's judging yeah it's the judgment that's at the crux of all of Mm -hmm. this but you know what everything that he is besides a judge but like what eric has said I made this, I guess you want to say like an agreement or I've had this conversation with myself like about a year and a half, two years ago where I said, I only hold forgiveness for myself. I cannot grant forgiveness to anybody else. That's between you and whatever you believe in, whether that's God or any higher power. I will not grant you forgiveness because I can't do that. Exactly. I only, I only not, give forgiveness to myself. It's not for you to give. Exactly. So you have to find it in yourself. I forgive myself but I, I do not hold it against you, or and I can't grant it. That's it. Yeah. Find it in yourself. Give it That's up. It. Give it up to the higher power because, because when you do that, you've already let it go. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you are free. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Is that you are free. I think that's one of the hardest and longest lessons you might learn in life. Oh, my God. I think it's, so. It's the only lesson. Yeah. It comes down to what, what the Buddhists might call enlightenment, right? Yeah. The, 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 the letting go of the ego and about understanding that it's not yeah. about you and it's about a bigger picture. And I mean, it's, it, it's the only lesson yeah. of life as far as I'm concerned. It's such... The whole point of everything, like yeah. this, this, this moment is is it's the best. It's mm. it's 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 unreal how, yeah. how great it is. <laughs> I, know. I, can't, I can't even put it into words. Like it almost, I almost feel like Seventh Heaven doesn't deserve. To yes, have such a yes, 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 <laughs> like it's too good for Seventh Heaven. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I mean, it's so 
transcendently powerful yeah. in this moment. I loved it, everything about it. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's 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 doubled down on and made better mm-hmm. by everything else that happens. Um, I guess we should also mention that while all of this is going on, Eric is dealing with a little bit of sexual harassment at work because there's a nurse yeah. who keeps calling him hot lips. Eric, you mean Matt? Matt, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I say Eric? I met Matt. Um, there's there's a nurse at this new place that he's working at that keeps calling him hot lips because she saw him making out with Cheryl. Oh yeah, Cheryl's back. Yeah, dude, um, she's back. She's back and hotter than ever, and I'm so proud of her. She's going back to college, y'all. Yeah, and man. She's doing it for herself. Yeah, and it's empowering and it's great. I don't know. I like right now. Remember back in the day, we thought like, oh, I don't know if I'm into Cheryl and Matt, but right now at this moment, they're great. And they're great because it's not even really about their relationship right no. now. It wasn't really about Cheryl, if you yeah. think about it. It's about Cheryl's journey about how she, she, you know, her mom her whole life told her that she was this dumb blonde who couldn't mm-hmm. amount to anything. And so she's decided to go back to college and she's doing it for herself. And Matt helps her see that. Yeah. And the fact that she and Matt have this conversation where Matt's like, forget everybody else. This isn't about them. This is about you. Mm-hmm. Go to school. Do this for you. Empower yourself. Yeah. And they have this great relationship. It's great to see. I'm yeah. really excited for them, actually. I know. It's going to be kind of cool to see how this develops. When he's like, don't set yourself up to fail. Consider this as a time to learn. That's yeah, why people go to college. Exactly. It's to it's learn. Not, it's not even about your mom. Fuck that noise. This is about you. You go. You learn. Yeah. You, you educate yourself. That's that's the best thing you can do. And she's like, I gotta go study. And he's and like, I will You say, got it. And, and it's I, so fucking cute. And I will say, when Cheryl gives Simon a ride, yeah, it's adorable. It kind of is. And she and she and she lets Simon. Um, she gives him the opportunity to, I guess you can say, like let not let loose, but just you know, pour his heart out. But he chooses not to. But I like that Cheryl said, well, I'm driving your brother's car because of blah, 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 blah reasons. Right. But I'm willing to listen. And he said, thank you. But no. But again, like, I like that Cheryl is taking that step. I don't know how to explain it. I no, like her. It's, I like her as a person. She's great. She's fucking great. I really it. do. I like her I as really a person. I really like her, too. As there's something about her. The, the, she She's bringing this quality mm-hmm. to this episode or like her scenes in this episode where I'm just like, I'm on board for Cheryl. Or simple. It, it, it's simple as this. She's good. She's a good person. Yes. That's it. Nailed it. Nailed she's it. She's just a good person. That's yeah. it. And that's why you like her because she's a good person. Yeah. I really think so. And, and Matt with her is working well. Like mm-hmm. he's good. You know, like he... He knows how to talk to her and be with her. So it's all good. Everything's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how where this goes with this relationship. And I totally recognize a woman that called him Hot Lips only because I've seen the movie Double Jeopardy. And I was like, ah, oh, it's that chick. I know her. Okay, and funny I- you mentioned that because the uh, Amazon, sorry, the Amazon trivia in the yeah. X-ray that came up was the most ridiculous trivia. Did you see it? What, what did they mention? It says that she beat. Rosie O'Donnell <gasps> in literally I'm not making this up in what they call a Mary Tyler war on the Rosie O'Donnell show where the final score was 2000 to zero. That's mm. the trivia on Amazon X-ray. That's horrible. What the fuck even is that? And Mary I- Tyler war 2000 zero. None of that makes any sense. It's a string of words that 
have that makes zero sense. I don't even want to try to understand it. I just present that with no comment. And that's weird because I remember her from Double Jeopardy, but that's because I really like that movie. <laughs> Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman? Uh, no, Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. Not Morgan, Morgan Freeman is Kiss the Girls, and that movie is no, fucking that's awesome. No, the Spider, actually. Uh, or maybe both. Both. With Ashley Judd and both? Mm-hmm. Ah. Both. Okay. Um... So, I think that basically leaves us with Simon. The, uh, yeah. Okay. So, cold open, Simon's at school, there's this boy who's being teased by these three bullies or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, about his hair or some shit, and Simon's, like, right there, and he, like, stops them, because he's like, what the fuck, dudes, like... Don't you know, like, this guy could just, like, go crazy and, like, shoot us all up one day? Like, It's what fucking fuck? true. And exactly. And, and it's really interesting to me that, like, Simon's defense of Mick is not like, hey, stop it. It's like, hey, don't you know he could go crazy and shoot us all? <laughs> like, like, it's, like, such a pragmatic, like, yeah. like thing. You're going to drive him to madness and therefore he's going <laughs> to yeah. kill us all. But it's true. And, of course, yeah. but, like, also, like, it's kind of, like, funny or whatever, like, that he says it that way. And then... Cut to fucking Mick calls Simon that night to, like, thank him for standing up for him. And also... Those guys are losers, man. You know that. Yeah, I I know that. That's why I'm going to blow them away. I beg your pardon? Hey, you said it yourself, right? I mean, one day they're going to push me too far and I'm going to blow them away. But you don't mean that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I can't take it anymore. I understand that, but when you start talking about actually blowing people away... We've moved ten times, and every time it's the same. They're all the same. All of them. Shooting people won't solve your problems. Right. So I should just let, uh, what's it called? They're teasing. Yeah, I should just let all their teasing roll off my back. That'll work. It's better than shooting people. Not for me. For everyone. Come on. You know you don't want to hurt anyone. You know, I do. The only way these guys are going to shut up is if they can't talk anymore. But look, I just wanted to call and say thanks, and don't worry. You won't get hurt. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to put this out there. That's all scary, but I will say, damn, I fucking love Simon in this episode. I do, too. I really love him in this episode. I do, too. It, this is, like, hearkening back to, like, OG Simon. Yes, yes. Not the little shit Simon, not the going through puberty Simon. No. But just, like, in his heart, good person yeah, Simon. Yeah, like, he's a little insensitive to his dad, but with, I, I guess you can say with good reason, only because I got my dad involved in this once, and he was shot. Yeah, well, because because his first call after hearing Mick say what he says is to call Sergeant Michaels. Yeah. And he calls Sergeant Michaels, and Sergeant Michaels, of course, gets right on it. Oh, goes straight, Goes straight to Mick's house. Sergeant and, Michaels! Like, Sergeant Michaels for the rescue! <laughs> um, and, like, goes to Mick's house and, like, susses him out kind of thing. And then, of course, calls Simon back. And is like, well, listen, he doesn't exhibit any of the characteristics. And then it becomes a Doesn't hurt GSA animals. Oh, my God. Doesn't hurt animals. Doesn't have music. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Okay, now we're learning a lesson. <laughs> Whatever. Like, but then he also says, however, that doesn't mean that he couldn't do it because yeah. he did threaten it. So you did the right thing. You called me, whatever. But Sergeant Michaels tells Simon, talk to your dad. Mm-hmm. And Simon, the, 
that, that that's when Simon worries because he's like, last time I told my dad about something this serious, he got fucking shot. Yeah. And rightfully, if I'm Simon, I don't want to repeat that fucking nightmare. Yeah. So he doesn't want to talk to his dad about it. He kind of wants to like shield his dad from it because and because he went above his dad's head and called the cops to and begin he, with. And he was and he was rude to his dad. Well, not rude. I don't. No, no, no not rude. But I guess you want to say just dry. I mean, he shut Eric out. Yeah. Eric he doesn't want to get him like, involved. And, shit, and he's just like, leave me alone, dad. It's about the bus, whatever, yeah. you know. And so, okay, this is where it gets a little shaky, though, is like, we know the end. We know what happens at the end. I want, I'm going to reveal that when I want to. But what, like, he goes to his dad for what? Because he does eventually talk to his dad. To say what? To get permission to do what he wants to do? Because it's... Honestly, that part is a little confusing It doesn't me. really make sense. It doesn't. Like, because he doesn't need to involve Because Eric. he tells Annie, like, oh, he wants to go... Uh, he wants to go give a speech in, in social studies or, like, every class in... So- whatever... All so- the social studies, studies classes. classes. And to change the world. Awesome. And then somehow we see uh, Mick... At his locker. Well, okay. Now we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know we're getting ahead of but ourselves. That's fine. But that's We like, can do it. But how did they know that to do that? Like to tell the dean or principal, so whoever. You and you just you saying that actually made me realize something. I think I actually think this. I think that. Okay, let's just talk about it. So Simon decides that he's going to give a speech. Yeah. To all of the social studies classes. And while and we see him give the speech to the mm-hmm. class, which I'm not going to play. Maybe I'll play it at the end after we wrap up or whatever. But it's 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 a bit lengthy, so I don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to play it just now. But he gives the speech, and it's a great speech, and yeah. and it's kind of borrowed from stuff he overhears Eric talking about to Bird or to mm-hmm. that other guy who stole the arm of the oh, guy who's armless. Fuck, that was so that's a whole up. fucking can of worms. It's a not it's it's a non story really. It is. It is. But anyway. So he's giving this great speech, and at the very end of his speech, we cut to like like a voiceover of the speech, and we see Mick opening his locker to reveal that he has a gun inside his mm-hmm. locker, and then we get the reverse shot like from inside the locker, yeah. and Eric's and Eric's there, and Sergeant Michaels is there, and the principal's there, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that that scene was why Simon got Eric involved. Yeah. So it's like a flashback kind of situation. Yeah. And that's what led Simon to then want to give the speech. And mm-hmm. that's the speech that we saw him giving. Because when the kids, when the, the three, okay, the three bullies that show up to make fun of Mick, you see, you see the disgust. And I guess you can say the determination of like, I'm going to end these guys. Like, that's the look that he's trying to give, which is... Oh, yeah, no. A dead stare. He legit looks like a serial killer. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't make Dead in the eyes. That, but he's... Dead in the eyes of, like, and I have... And dead in the eyes, but also, like, I'll take care of you. Yeah, like, he's not... He's being teased. He's being bullied. He's not crying about it. He's no. Not, he's not, like, cowering in shame or fear. He's just, like, staring at them and taking it. And kind of. seeing what is need what what it is that needs to be done. Yes, that's what it looks like. It's like he has this like look of determination, but like I'm gonna take this, but I know what I'm gonna do. 
Yeah, it's I mean, it's legit terrifying in the way I mean, in the conversation we just heard him have with Simon, like there is he's not he's not there's no doubt in his mind like he's going to do this. Like mm-hmm. he he's so certain of his course of action. Like he's like they gotta be shut up. Like they're you know like it just keeps happening and fuck those guys and like there's I'm gonna blow them away or whatever. And it's like there doesn't seem to be any sense of like angst about that decision or whatever. It's just like matter of fact. Like of course I'm gonna do this kind of thing. And. And I, and that's, and when Simon finally does tell Eric about it, he's, he, he's interrupting Eric's conversation with Bird and, and Eric and Simon does say like, it's a matter of life or death. And that's why I'm saying, I think that scene, that locker scene happens that moment. Like Eric, Simon takes Eric to school and all that shit goes down and decides he's going to make the speech. And then while we're watching the speech, we see the flashback of what went down at the locker. Yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. what that is. I think so. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was just... It's I pretty really heavy of an Simon's episode. I really speech. I did too. I really appreciated it. Yeah. It's not, it's not as, like, amazing as Eric's speech, let's be real, but... But it's the truth. It's good, and it's, and it's also a different kind of message. Eric's message is about sort of the, the, the bigger picture of it all, yeah. about, like, the realities of life, like forgiveness and judging and all that Mm -hmm. shit. Simon's speech is more granular about like specifically the school environment where we've got teasing and bullying and how nobody stands up for it or to it and how it's going to be a cycle that never ends and how we have to end it and how he's had enough and all this shit. And it's a really great speech. Again, I will, I'll drop it at the end of the episode. I don't want to play it now Mm because it's too lengthy. Um, and so that way listeners can just tune it out if they don't want to hear it. But, um, but yeah, it's a good episode, you know, it was pretty powerful. All things considered Mm -hmm. the Mary stuff is the weakest. It's the The Mary stuff kind of is like the comic relief of it. Yeah, I think so. And then, and then everything else I think really helps feed. Yeah. Cause even Cheryl was, uh, I mean, even, you know, like you said, like she mentioned how she was teased by her mother and her boyfriend at the time. And mm-hmm. then she confided in Robbie because he he knows he knows her history. Right. You know, and and Robbie did laugh. Yeah. When Robbie found out she was going to college, his his reaction was to like hysterically laugh about it. He did laugh. And Matt wasn't for that. Mm-mm. And Simon wasn't for it either. No. He and Simon out left. of dinner. Yeah. yeah. But. When Matt hears Robbie talking to Cheryl about it and how um, Robbie is saying, like, how he's happy for her and proud of her, I'm, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a sign of growth. Oh, that's huge. I yeah, mean, that's you know? such a great moment. And, but that moment is a setup for then Matt to yeah. be great. Because, because Matt's almost, like, jealous a little bit. Yeah, he is. And, he really is. And he... When, when Cheryl calls him later, he conf- he his response is to be a little jealous, but it allows her to then be real with him. Yeah. Which then allows him to be real with her. Yeah. You know, it, it allows that give and take between the two of them. 
If only they could just be fucking real from the get-go. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a show, I guess. Otherwise. I guess, right? Mm. But, Seventh um... heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, like, we should just rate this episode. Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Yes, I do. Um, okay, I'm going to give this episode a... You know what? I'll give it a level seven. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you. Yeah. On seven. Only I, because, yeah. like, I think they did a great job on, like, teasing. It's just it, teasing, bullying, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, whatever label you want to put on it. It is really the same thing. But I think the conversation is, it's well done. Granted, yes, it's seventh heaven. Yes, it's cheesy. But it doesn't matter. It's the same. It's just, it's the things that we talk about today. Oh, my God. That's it. And because it keeps happening. Exactly. And, and, and. You know, we because haven't we haven't broken. We, exactly, we haven't, we haven't broken evolved. the cycle. We haven't gotten past it. School shootings are still fucking happening. Shootings are still happening. It's, period. But school shootings it's, are happening with like little, I with know, little I ones. I, I literally cannot get into it right now. I will cry. I can't. I, I know it's too much. The world knows. Sandy Hook, Columbine, all this shit. It's not. It's it's real and it happens. I know Gilmore Girls like a uh, podcast has happened, but like I feel like that's just like a lighter thing to talk about <laughs> what <laughs> i know like a gilmore girl podcast exists and what i'm saying is it's like they don't talk about things like this oh do you get I'm what like, i'm saying like, where are you going with this gilmore girls podcast because it's just lighter and like the fact that seventh heaven is trying sure. to be that family drama it's like you're going well, into this heavy and, shit yeah, and seventh heaven has never i mean in the five years we've watched it and the sixth one we're in now like it's never shied away from talking about the real world issues, you know, like, or making some sort it of a chooses, drama out of it. Hold on. It chooses what real world issues it wants to talk about. Certainly. It Picks will choose. Certainly. Yeah. But, but point being, it does it. Yeah. I mean, it, whatever it chooses to do, it does it. Yeah. You know, and it didn't have to, like a Gilmore Girls didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, it really you know, didn't. But I mean, yeah. um, fuck, I love Gilmore Girls. I, I do too. <laughs> I'm just still blown away by like why you brought Gilmore Girls into it. Only because it's I like it's you. so lighthearted and it's easier. And this one's like, oh, and here we are, like shootings and shit. I hear you. <laughs> um, but certainly, again, yeah, I this was good. This was yeah. a decent episode. Yeah, certainly. Um, okay, well, as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes or wherever you always review. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. Please do, we will read. Aww. And until next time, bye. Bye. I don't feel safe at school, and I'm tired of waiting for everyone else to make our school safe for us. You know, every time there's a shooting, we hear that the shooter was someone who felt that there was a score to settle, and it's always someone who felt that they had to shoot someone to get even. You know, that, that's a pretty weird concept. Someone calls you a name, so you kill them? But the name callers are sometimes relentless. You know they are. And like a pack, they engage others in their hunt to search and destroy the already vulnerable students. They're torturing people. And you know what? We allow it. We hear them, we don't speak up. Or even worse, we hear them and we join in. If not in the hallways, on the internet. The teasing that isolates one student or a couple of students from the rest of us has to stop. And I think the only way it's going to is if we stop it ourselves. The issue is not who's to blame. The issue is who's going to take responsibility. 
Why don't we claim responsibility? I mean, after all, we're the ones with the real power here. We have the power to change people's lives. We have the power to save people's lives. So I say we claim that power. Seize the day. Now, there are always going to be cliques in high school. There are always going to be the popular students and the not-so-popular students. There are always going to be winners and losers, teasers and the teased. But I think it's time for the mean and the cruel to be silenced by our insistence before they or any of us are silenced by a gun. You know, because we don't know who's on the brink. We don't know who's merely threatening retaliation or who actually is capable of carrying out a threat. What we do know is that we can make a difference. <laughs>